0: It's Fuck Buddies the movie. There's no other way to intro this.
1: There's not.
0: No. Today's episode is No Strings Attached versus Friends with Benefits. everyone welcome back to another episode of movie deja vu the podcast that answers the question didn't i see this somewhere from two and sometimes three movie aficionados i'm shady with me is my friend with different kinds of benefits and definitely some strings attached john Yo, <laughs> i don't really know what i meant by all of that it just it felt clever in my head
2: we're going to go with it.
0: Okay, great. <laughs> One and, take. <laughs> and uh, we are joined this week by a special guest host. He's been on the podcast before. You know him as the composer of our fantastic theme song. It's Nick. Bombacino. <sighs> Bombacino.
1: Yes. I'm oh, sorry.
0: I did It's... Either, <laughs> you
1: know
2: listen i was Bomba- on a Bombacino roll in
1: the streets Bombacino in the sheets it's- <laughs>
2: oh, oh sex friends wow. yeah.
1: yes great Fuck
2: buddies
1: yeah. it's both are correct you have great. chosen two correct choices so.
2: and we okay. brought him back because when we did the last episode with nick he recommended this uh these movies off camera
1: yeah, so which, we I, were... which I had never seen, but I I knew about them in my head. Neither yeah, have I. This
0: <laughs> is one of those cases where these are two movies that you kind of can't talk about, divorced from each other.
1: Exactly. Like
0: <laughs> the story behind these movies is that they came out six months apart and had the exact same like plot, <laughs> right. and had both of them starred somebody who was in Black Swan. <laughs> <laughs> And like
2: Or they that
0: had, 70s show. Or that 70s show. They had all exactly. these Exactly and Justin Timberlake was a member of InSync who released an album called No Strings Attached.
1: I hate you. This is true. I this is true. This showed
0: up in IMDb. Don't blame me. Blame IMDb.
1: I mean, there would have to be a connection of some kind between Justin Timberlake and Natalie Portman and I I kick myself for not looking to see if there is one. But let's pretend... Oh, there is? Great. What is it? Yeah.
0: They have both done productions with The Lonely Island. There we go. Very famously. Ah. Natalie Portman did the Natalie Portman right. rap. And then, right. obviously, Justin Timberlake is featured on a bunch of Lonely Island songs. But right. They
2: haven't worked together
1: yet? They must know each other.
2: I mean, they know each other, but they probably have... have they.
1: Have they Burps. done a project together? I don't think yeah. so.
0: I don't think there's a single degree between them. I think you have to go minimum to Kevin Bacon It?
1: Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> yeah.
0: But let's go ahead and introduce these characters. These characters? Sure. Yes. <laughs> let's go ahead and introduce these movies. Uh, they both came out in 2011. No Strings Attached was written by Elizabeth Merriweather uh, with a story by Mike Samanek and Elizabeth Merriweather. It was directed by Ivan Reitman, famous for Ghostbusters. It has nothing to do with this. I just thought I'd throw that in there. It has a Rotten Tomato Rotten Tomato score of forty forty-nine percent. Splat. Uh, a Metacritic score of fifty out of hundred.
2: I'm trying to do math real quick. Hold on. <laughs> and that is out of thirty-six reviews. 13 positive, 21 mixed, and two negative. Shut up.
0: (laughs) And then the IMDb summary is a guy and girl try to keep their relationship strictly physical, but it's not long before they learn that they want something more. Zynga. (laughs) There we go. And then the other movie is Friends with Benefits, which was written by Keith Merriman, David A. Newman, and Will Gluck with a story by Harley Payton, Keith Merriman, and David A. Newman. It was directed by Will Gluck. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score of A-O, 69%. That's a sex number.
2: Bazinga. Hey.
0: (laughs) Uh, Metacritic score of 63 out of 100.
2: Come on, they couldn't get a 69 as well? I know.
1: Hey, you know. Uh,
2: And that is out of 37 reviews. 25 positive, 10 mixed, two negative.
0: And the IMDb summary for that is, a young man and woman decide to take their friendship to the next level without becoming a couple, but soon discover that adding sex only leads to complications. I mean... Wordier, but the same thing. Also, I feel like these summaries could be swapped only because there's really not much of a friendship between the characters in this movie before they start their arrangement. And they're like actually is a a, a history between natalie portman and ashton kutcher in no strings attached so it feels more like that's the one where it's friends decide to add the benefits instead of two people who are hot and in each other's vicinity decide to have sex
1: well yeah i mean well what's interesting i think too is the way that the storytelling happens with those movies because i i thought the exact same thing but I sort of landed a little bit in a different place where it's like with, um, f- with No Strings Attached, um, maybe we should also use the actors' names because that's easier to keep track up. Anyway, <laughs> Please, because no I'm going to get with, confused. Sure. <laughs> with, Ashton, with Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman, uh-huh. they had less of a friendship but more of a history. But on screen, I feel like we got a lot more time like, a lot more time had passed, obviously, because it starts, it starts when they're kids at camp. Yeah. And then there's huge gaps of time, and we only get little blips here, but because screen time, that was covered a lot. And they also have a lot of common friends, so there's yeah. a lot of history. But I believe when I was watching Friends of Benefits, my, my, my impression was that they spent more time hanging out and becoming friends in just less mm. of an amount of time. Because it was just from the time that he came to New York. So it's like, they probably clocked more quote unquote friend time but okay, obviously yeah. less complicated than all of the history that the other team had for what that's worth.
2: No, they both didn't really hang out in between sexy time, right?
0: Well, the, the one of the main things with, uh, and part of why I feel like the plot is more justified with No Strings Attached is that Natalie Portman is a doctor in a hospital and doesn't have a ton of free time anyway. That's fair. And like, yeah. that's part of why she wants that arrangement is because she doesn't have time to date people and learn to get to know them and then have a sexual relationship. She's like, no, let's just skip to the sex part. Right. And like, so, whereas Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake they work. It doesn't seem like they work.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, not a lot of time. Other. Yeah.
0: But, but like, I mean, like it doesn't seem like their jobs are that demanding outside of right. office hours. And like, it, right. it seems like it's more very convenient because Justin Timberlake is yeah. new to New York and he doesn't know anyone else.
1: Right. But with the two, with the jobs that they both hold, I don't buy for one second that they would have that much downtime. Oh um, no, you know. no!
0: They have both got like very demanding media type jobs, and she's like a headhunter. Like those are right. those
2: you're are on like, the
0: you're on the clock a lot.
2: <laughs> they have they have Hollywood hours, Hollywood job hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, do we really need to talk about similarities with these
1: movies?
0: Uh, it's the exact same I mean, fucking yeah. premise.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> like, I mean. Right. It's the like, same. It's the same premise told by different told by yeah. different people. It felt like one of them, you know, one of them was a genuine romantic comedy and another one was I don't know if this this probably isn't a real term but like neo rom- meta romantic whatever, I don't know. It, it tried to be a parody of a romantic comedy but was yeah. a comedy anyway.
0: It, it sort of felt like it was attempting to be a parody but it was sort of having its cake and eating it too cuz it, yeah. it still played everything straight. But then they were like this is silly, let's do it.
2: Right. I mean, it was also um, interesting that she both women, Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis, were not like the stereotypical rom-com women or worse yet, like the Hallmark women.
0: Oh, no, They're they like, weren't like that. No, they
2: certainly
1: weren't that. Yeah.
0: Oh, so, I, like, think, even, I think Mila Kunis was a big old stereotype. She's a stereotype from like male-driven rom-coms. She is right. the perfect hashtag cool girl, capital C, capital G, trademark, copyright. Like she is right. the cool girl. Natalie Portman was I thought a much more interesting character because she had very realistic but not often seen in a romantic type of movie uh, flaws.
1: I think one of the big differences between these movies as a pair and other romantic comedies was like you know not not to say this by putting a Puritan hat on but Mm -hmm. like the language was just like a lot more harsh or not harsh but like not brash i don't even know what word i want because it wasn't like it's a it's not offensive language it's just like it doesn't shy away from using the language that ac- people actually use in real life instead yeah. of like sugarcoating it and you don't not, usually see women doing that in those movies
0: right it, it's not keeping it for a pg-13 rating and
2: right.
0: mm-hmm. um at least uh especially with Ashton Kutcher in No Strings Attached, but to some degree, Justin Timberlake in Friends with Benefits, they were also like much sweeter, especially Ashton Kutcher, much sweeter and a little bit more of the romantic in the relationship versus the women. Not so much in Friends with Benefits, I guess. But like that is like one of the big things in No Strings Attached is that Ashton Kutcher is like the big soft romantic. He's the character type that would normally be the woman in a movie like this. And Natalie Portman's the one who would normally be the man.
2: Yeah. And the same goes for, I think the same kind of goes for Justin Timberlake.
0: Yeah, I, I think they tried to, I, I think they were trying Would, to play a little bit more like he's the LA, California sort of hippie dippy guy, sort of, where she's like a very brash New Yorker.
2: But like he's so, the more emotional one of the two, right?
1: I'm confusing to these movies, only to a Well, no, the problem is they follow a very similar track yeah um in some ways except i think that um i mean and we're sort of jumping you know between similarities and differences but you kind of have to with these movies to be honest um because they exist they're They're fluid this episode what's up (laughs) but like i think with um with friends with benefits they start out i believed that in in the sense you know i i don't know if it was a believable movie but like i believed that they were agreeing from the same place that they wanted to try this out, mm-hmm. and then what happens with as the movie goes on is it, it, where it diverges from No Strings Attached is you end up having Justin Timberlake be the one who's you know questioning things, feeling like things are moving too fast, and like pulling away. Whereas right. with No Strings Attached, um, it's the other way around, where Natalie Portman is the one who pulls away, and Ashton Kutcher feels you mm-hmm. know like he's falling. However, I never bought for one second that he actually wanted it in the same way. I felt like he thought, oh, it's a good idea, but I always kind of felt like, and maybe it's, it might have been more in his portrayal than the actual writing, but he, but I don't know. He, I just felt like he was actually sort of like kind of agreeing with her idea in a mm. way that he knew mm. that he enjoyed spending time with her and yeah. kind of wanted to see what would happen.
0: Yeah, no, I, I very much agree. I think he... I think he genuinely really liked her in a romantic way from the beginning. And I think he honestly falls in love with her halfway through the movie. And it takes Mm -hmm. her until, you know, the end, the big reconciliation to realize she's in love with him. Um, And it was interesting to me, though, that, like, part of why I really loved this movie, and I was really, really into it. And, like, I was telling you guys before we started recording, I want this to be a sitcom, Uh, that I would watch every week. Um, but I loved that as much as he wanted more than her. And I think he knew he wanted more than her, but he respected her boundaries the entire time. He never tried to pressure her into anything. He never tried to like tell her she was a bitch or anything like that. He was just like, you know, at a certain point I have to be honest. And the honest truth is we either need to stop this or we need to take it further. And I loved that so much of this movie was really just honestly about the two of them having to have these really tough conversations versus Friends with Benefits. It's they are on the exact same emotional trajectory the whole time. And then they just have the big miscommunication, which is very typical for rom-coms because she overhears something that she wasn't supposed to overhear him say. And that ends up being the big conflict in the end is that he said something that was hurtful about her. Um, versus no strings attached, Ashton Kutcher just reached his breaking point where he was like, "This isn't working the way it's we. It has right. been working anymore."
2: But or, it's really interesting that both movies have a, a character has daddy issues, like the guy, the male character has daddy issues, mm-hmm. which is very interesting because, like, I know, well, I, I know they're the same. We're, we're, we answered a question already in final thoughts, <laughs> but like. Down to that moment, I mean, there's also the comedy moment of during their montage of hooking up, um, she has to teach him how to find her G-spot and all that. Yeah. Um, But like both movies had that. But like even down to like the dad is a like sort of key figure onto why he, the male lead is the way that he is. It mm-hmm. was, very, was very interesting.
0: Down to. In different ways.
1: Yeah, in different ways. Yes, but like but even you... like
0: down to the big reconciliation, in part, is motivated by the father experiences a health crisis.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. There's that too. Um, I think the other, the other interesting thing, though, is the, the influence that the dad has on him and the story of No Strings Attached is split in half. To the two parents in Friends with Benefits, mm-hmm. because you have this sort of weirdly. I mean, both of the, the dads are infantilized in different ways in terms of caregiving versus personality. Mm-hmm. However, the way that Kevin Klein is infantilized in No Strings Attached is similar to the way that Mila Kunis's mom is. Yeah. Um, is, yeah. You know, because she ticks those boxes.
0: Yeah, she's the hedonist.
1: Um, yeah
0: which Who is explains what Kevin why Klein. she
1: is the way she is yeah right yeah,
0: um, yeah. A- and they even like kind of make jokes throughout the movie sprinkled here and there about her possibly hooking up with Justin Timberlake and then a big thing with Kevin Klein is that he seems to repeatedly hook up, repeatedly with, Ashton hook up with Ashton Uh right. se- sloppy seconds Texas?
2: yeah <laughs> yeah um, my favorite is Kevin Klein out of all the parents in these movies yes <laughs> he, got, he got paid to say sluzerp and purple drink and all that right. I was just like thank you this oh my is God! All I needed in my yeah. life was Kevin was Kevin <laughs> trying to feel to be hospitalized because a purple drank. He
0: oh just God, loves yeah. Lil Wayne so much.
2: Yeah, it was uh,
0: great. but also uh, just going off that obviously much smaller factor in No Strings Attached, but in both movies. So we have the father figure who is the sole parental figure of the man. And then the mother figure is the sole parental figure of the woman. Exactly.
1: And the the other parents are not there. But I mean, that's Disney, to be fair. Um, That's the Disney model, which you can't seem to escape in many ways. Um, (laughs) I I
2: liked, though, that in... um, I don't remember which movie this is anymore. The one with uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Pick the title. (laughs) Um, The side characters actually were a little more fleshed out. Mhm. Oh, a, a lot and yeah. then they yeah. also had um a moment to like hook up and find yeah. quote unquote love. Yeah. Again, was- I
0: I loved the subplot of Greta Gerwig and Jake Johnson are having their own little romance on the periphery and again, I want to see the sitcom where they get to be the B couple and we get to right. see more of them because I loved them. And like I also- loved, yeah. you know, Mindy Kaling and I loved um what's his uh, name? guy i can't think of his last name that comedian who's also their roommate <laughs> and then ludacris
1: oh guy Branham, you mean yeah
0: guy Branham. yes thank you yeah.
1: which i'll I'll come to the gay humor in a minute um because there's <laughs> uh, you know i'll i'll, sh- I'll sh- shut up. um yeah no 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 because there's th- i have thoughts on that i actually wrote a my master's thesis on um the way that the gay stereotype is used in storytelling and in movies and i have lots of thoughts which i will mm-hmm. I'll, I'll keep on brief but i have thoughts um <laughs> but there was there was one thing that i had that was like exactly related to 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 what you said um and it's gone forever so great but like um, woody
2: harrelson's char- gay character well that's woody harrelson's gay character wasn't really flushed out as yeah. no, not at all um, he just um, oh, kind of would show
0: up and he was like i'm the gay guy who's into sports and also want to wants to fuck every penis
1: Go ahead. Right and keeping asking him if he's gay and you know it's like so but before we dive into that the thought that I had was there was one criticism that I read somewhere I forget where I can I can look it up um, but it's real it was a it was a like a, a middling middlingly pleased criticism of no strings attached and they were saying it's just a shame that all of these like brilliant actors are left there basically being plot devices and it's like why aren't we getting the Greta Gerwig and Mindy Kaling, Thelma and Louise movie out of this when they're just sitting there sort of as as almost props to that and like I, then that made sense too because it was like like we were talking about it's like all these amazing cameos and actors and they're used well and they're more fleshed out but they're not used a lot and it sort of is like they would you know be better served in the the full sitcom version of that um yeah but yeah.
2: like i even missed out that the sister was marrying the boyfriend from one of the flashbacks or one of the opening
0: yeah segments oh, oh. yeah oh my god that weird thing which was so weird that i loved it where the first quote unquote date that Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher go on is her father's funeral
1: right, and oh. i don't know about I don't know about you guys but <laughs> what to me it's like soon as she said i've I've a family thing I was like it's a funeral, yeah, and then she said it again, and I pictured what the jump cut would look like, and then the jump cut happened, and i was yeah. like, the one thing I didn't call was that he was wearing a Michigan sweatshirt, which was a fun <laughs> touch, but uh, like
0: the, the bright yellow Michigan right. sweatshirt
1: but there was also there was a little bit of stuff that i didn't because there was some stuff about that that movie that i didn't quite buy into and it was like it was i felt like it was included for comedy in in the way that a sitcom would was Mm -hmm. let's talk about that moment it's like would you would you really ask someone to go to your father's funeral and let them you know it's like that that i found i found a bit hard to swallow yeah it was also a fun it was a fun jump cut I think they're just showing how jaded she is. Right. No, I get why they did it. Absolutely. But it was just. And it's
0: also like to a degree foreshadows that she doesn't have his feelings completely in consideration because that's very embarrassing for him. And she only considered what it would do for her and her family. She didn't consider how shamed he would feel showing up to a funeral in a bright yellow Michigan. Right, and Such then later, and then so, like, later
2: say that they hooked up. They had a one night stand. Right,
0: yeah. Did I
1: miss fourteen? Did I yeah. miss something about like her hating her father in the storytelling? Was that a no. thing?
0: No, I, I think it, it's just her. She.
2: It they might do be just this because she, oh, I was gonna say it might be because um, she lost her dad. Maybe she.
0: Right. It was I, because like
2: daddy's little girl and yeah.
0: I, I I kind of took it as something where it was like her own way of trying to cope with a sad situation by mm. trying to find humor in it and trying to do something funny and unexpected. Um, which I, I like in concept. I don't think the movie really used that as like a good character. Um, like, I don't think they really sort of used that in her character from there on out. They did use, you know, she is as much as I really like her and she's really smart and really funny and everything, she is kind of an asshole who doesn't consider other people's feelings. Right. And so I think it was mostly useful to portray that.
1: That's true. But they don't really
0: show her for the rest (laughs) of the movie. It did, (laughs) but they don't really show her in the rest of the movie as somebody who has like this real gallows humor or anything like that, especially given that she works in a hospital and they could show how she has trouble with bedside manner or something like right. that. Like, that could have been another character development for her.
2: They did, they did that when she was trying to console him, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess right. they did.
1: When they were kids, they did. And then also when, they, when he was half naked on the bed for the first time. <laughs> so it was like sort of both of those. Um, but you know what I did believe?
2: i believed ashton kutcher in this role
0: oh my i'm so excited to talk about this because the last time we talked about ashton kutcher i ranted about how miscast he was in the movie we were talking about and this is ashton kutcher as he should be used he's so funny so charming in this movie i'm gonna try not to like you know swoon too much but like you can tell this was the one written by a woman because he is the perfect boyfriend
2: Nick, I don't know if you saw, but a few episodes ago we did uh, Killers versus Night and Day, and he played
1: an assassin in a rom com.
2: Yeah, it was a very I awkward. Feel like casting. I heard
1: about those. Yeah, like I never saw those movies. Those
2: movies remember, like, also, like this, came out the mm-hmm. same year. Yeah, right? and they were. Did we agree that they were the same? Yeah, they yeah, they were we the did. same movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like the, no, the major, is true
0: the major he, difference is that one couple's married
1: right right and, I felt and like, well i felt like oh wait no wait no oh wait sorry i was thinking about uh, mr and mrs smith um which no, but like, also is another married assassins movie but i agree i feel like he gets he gets misused a lot and i feel like mm-hmm. there is a lot of potential that you see especially in in, in him in this movie because i i'm normally kind of like eh, ashton kutcher but he was actually what you know it was i was watching and being like oh yeah, uh, and like, like he's, I put,
0: uh, he's somebody who I thought was cute and like like attractive when I was in high school Um, and then I grew up and that's not the type of person I find attractive anymore. But like I was still like, I would date this guy. I would be really excited to date this guy and I would like, yeah. you know, show him off as my cute boyfriend.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I buy him as the child of a celebrity who doesn't want to ride on their coattails and... Yeah. Also wants to write for a a Glee-like show, which, can we get that show? Can we get that show on the air? It
0: looked really good. (laughs) Like, (laughs) two little clips that we saw, I was like, I want to watch this, whatever this high school musical thing is yeah but like even like i love they establish like the romantic side of his character as him just like sort of offhandedly giving romantic advice to one of the actors on the show because he's genuinely rooting for her he's like genuinely a romantic um and i thought that was such a nice good character moment for him um and really sort of shows the contrast between him and natalie portman who I don't believe she's the type of character who would ever give that type of advice without somebody prompting it.
1: Right.
2: So now I kind of want to toss the ball back into. Is Friends, with, Friends benefits. with benefits. That one. Yeah. 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 So you know how they were dissecting rom-coms
1: mm-hmm. and
2: all that stuff. Um, music. Since we have Nikki, <laughs> we may as well talk music. Mm-hmm. But I do have a question for both of you. Um, Did you guys, A, watch the end credits at all?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, for both.
2: Okay. Um, What the fuck was with them choosing uh, Pumped Up Kicks?
0: I have a special features for that. It appears earlier in the movie.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Well, why did they pick that song? Do Do they not know what it is?
1: they might not have
0: no the Um, the way they use it i was going to save this for special features the way they use it earlier in the movie is when he's attempting to hook up with that one girl who keeps like licking his armpits or whatever uh uh-huh and like staring like making like crazy eyes at him you can hear that song in the background uh, specifically the line better run better run which is, according right. to IMDb, supposed to be the clue to the audience that this woman is crazy and he needs to run away from her. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but every woman who is not either Mila Kunis or Jenna Elfman in this movie is fucking nuts. Um, yep. uh, <laughs> it's a major theme in the movie. Um, mm-hmm.
2: But so. But I like the crazy that Emma Stone was, who oh, also, I- when she showed up on screen, I was like, hello? <laughs> well, because she but was I in Will
0: Gluck's previous movie was a so she was just like showing right. up as like a favor to a friend. Well, um,
1: also but also, surprising. like,
0: but her the way she's crazy makes no sense. It was like some weird SNL sketch that would get cut or shoved all the way to the final hour of SNL. Right. It was so weird and it didn't make any sense. And I'm sorry, in 2011, John Mayer, nobody was crazy like that over him.
1: Right. Um, I think that both, I think both of those opening relationships in that movie were, fell under that same exact, I had the same criticism about both of them because it was like, they were there, we needed to know that they existed and then they got Mm -hmm. rid of them in a really over the top kind of way. And it was this, I had the same thought about John Mayer, but I feel like they did that intentionally, but it was, it wasn't the best choice to do that for. Like I get, you know, because the fact that she was so obsessed with him at that point in time. But then again, it's also like, she was really, I mean, honestly, I think the only reason that she was there was to show that Justin Timberlake had a soft spot for girls with big eyes because like that line kind of came back later and it's you yeah. like needed to see the type. And the same, that's why they chose Andy Sandberg, was that, but like, you know, he was kind of, both of them were like a little bit of a man child in a way. And yeah, my question the, actually is, well, I do have a question um, about the research that you guys did for the authors or what you know about them. I'm curious because I don't know um, not the ages of the authors because one of the things that I felt was, you know, and some of it is the perspective of being written, by, you know, written, written and produced and starring lots of women versus the other one mm-hmm. with, uh, with Friends with Benefits, which is not. I felt like the, the No Strings Attached was written about a younger generation and Friends with Benefits was written by a younger generation. If that makes sense, because both of them are kind of written about something that is is tipi- is is happening in that generation in a way that was you know I, I don't know I feel like it was written I, I I don't know if that's actually true at all but that's just sort of what I what I felt when I was considering that.
2: See, I could see that. Yeah, the um, the, um, the Mila Kunis one. I don't know titles. I'm gonna just say that again <laughs> the umpteenth time. The Mila Kunis one was more for like the younger 20s crowd see uh, i kind of
0: i kind of disagree though like i think that's who they were targeting but it didn't it they felt were trying. like it felt like people in their 50s trying to appeal whereas no strings attached was going the one with natalie portman was going for a more ageless right. timeless thing hmm. because it was written by elizabeth Mary Merri- merriweather who i don't know her exact age but she was the showrunner for new girl which right. was very popular for a time and very uh if you like rom coms, sitcoms, that's a good show to watch. Um, but it was directed by Ivan Reitman, who, by the time he directed this movie, his son was directing Oscar-nominated movies. Right. So he's obviously of an older generation. Yeah. Like he started directing, yeah. I probably in the '70s, but his big movies were in the '80s and '90s.
1: Right. It was just more sophisticated in in that sense. Um, yeah. No strings and attached. And in, I in think that.
0: that showed in a lot of ways just in the career choices um particularly like natalie portman is the one whose career is a little more important and no strings attached and she's a doctor so that's doctors are not going to change much over decades um versus justin timberlake in friends with benefits was a a marketing web designer sure it was marketing um, for GQ, no, but also also web design. He was,
1: he was the art director for GQ. He was the art director. Um, the art director, okay. and then for the for the other for the magazine or the web magazine that he had before. Yeah. Um. I I think he it se- they never said what he did, but it looked like he was you know like the editor in chief. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like he
0: kind of it, seems was a like smaller operation. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: and, uh, and obviously, she was a headhunter. the headhunter. Mm-hmm.
0: Which I guess again, that doesn't really change like... too much, but even, like, in her career, they have to, like, they even make a, a, a no-name reference to Amazon, and she's, like, talking right. to another potential client and stuff. So, like, she's still doing stuff that's very web-based. Um right. and, and again, you know, trying to use, like, flash mobs for marketing, in which... I can tell you as somebody who took a couple marketing classes before 2011 was already a thing that people were doing a lot. Yeah. So I don't know he's breaking any barriers by suggesting that.
1: No. Remember flash mobs, guys?
0: Remember flash (laughs) mobs?
1: Remember flash mobs? (laughs) I feel I want to know how long, I don't know if either of you know, but how long Friends with Benefits was in development or not production but development because it's like obviously it must have been established enough that when no strings attached was like oh we'll use this name they they knew that they couldn't so Mm that we know that we know that that's true but even though you know no strings attached came out first so it must have had some sort of prior claim to that title but it does seem sort of because of those dated things where it's like it's almost like they wrote this script two or three years before and mm-hmm. then just kind of sat on it or waited to get the right people. I, I don't know. I, that I was Shady's movie.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I'll say the earliest thing I found um, under produ- the production menu on their Wikipedia development, in April 2010, Justin Timberlake became the first to sign on to the project. That's like the earliest thing they have. So, yeah. from, and from what I can tell, reading from there, it seems like they largely wrote the characters after they had Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis, and they wrote the characters around them, and they had a lot of input on, you know, how their characters would be. It seems like the script was already in development for a couple years before that. Um, I also, it feels like Friends with Benefits, it felt more pre-Jet Apatow, whereas uh, No Strings Attached was post-Apatow, and I feel like part of that is because it was, sort of trying to parody and provide commentary on these rom-com cliches which would have been from a time when rom-coms were like at their peak mid-2000s you know around the time that like how to lose a guy with 10 in 10 days came out
1: yeah
0: Uh, and it feels like it's trying more to do something like that whereas no strings attached is very much trying to do more of the 40 year old virgin knocked up sort of kind of thing
2: so guys I mean yeah. there's
0: there are a couple like specific plot similarities. First of all, they both have very similar run times. Friends with Benefits is only 2 minutes longer exactly. than Exactly. And because of that, these things happen at around the same time point, but where pretty early on, they both both movies have the couple insist that they see other people so that they yes. don't develop attachments to each other um, at And then
2: she always, she goes off. Mhm. To, and has success yeah. with somebody okay. who ends up being a, well...
1: By she, you mean Mila Kunis? B- both of them, actually.
0: Yeah, because, in, in different ways, because Mila Kunis actually sort of starts almost a relationship with Brian Greenberg, who, right. for some reason, is in this movie for ten minutes and then disappears forever. Um, I,
2: I, say, I, I say success because like, uh, Ashton Kutcher didn't really want to look for other people Mm -hmm. um and natalie portman found found quote unquote another person
0: do we want to phrase it as she's the one who found success because he's the one who has a reason to be jealous first
2: sure yeah i mean she's she's also did she's also dealing with her emotional baggage which Mm -hmm. they never we we talked about they never really like delved
1: deep into it. Yeah. See, I I I didn't feel like Natalie Portman had success at all um, in that in 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 the seeing other people kind of thing. Um, but. It's, I mean, it,
0: well it's interesting because it seems like clearly the person she wants to hook up with is Carrie Elwes, and that goes nowhere because she's awkward right. as hell around him. Um but right. then
1: Right. That and other then the other guy, guy that she kisses at the at the Christmas party.
0: Right. Yeah. No, there's in the both case both movies it's a doctor, um, right. who's very clearly into her. She's just not feeling it back. He's a doctor. Um, right. He's a doctor, but you know that's Natalie Portman's also a doctor. She doesn't give a shit. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. Right. And the one that he ends, she ends up hooking up with is gay. Natalie Portman, or fluid.
0: By, by curious. I think I think that would have been the term in 2011.
1: Nick does not. Does look she? Up. <laughs> does she hook up with? She doesn't hook up with him, does she? Doesn't she just kiss him at the Christmas party and then that's you, it?
0: Yeah, because then she drunkenly yes. tries to break up the threesome that she thinks Ashton Kutcher right. is having, but it's actually just two lesbians hooking up on his couch.
1: Exactly. Yes.
2: But he's... Um, so, uh, is his name Sam? I'm not even looking at my notes. Sam.
1: Yeah, that was the, I think that was the doctor's name, it was Sam.
2: Right. His name but, is
1: Sam, if it's not. But Sam was the one that Sam. wanted right. to do she, stuff with her. She, right. she
0: could have had success if she wanted it.
1: Right, but she, she, she didn't. And that's my right. point, is that like... Yeah. She doesn't go, and it, and it's her own fault that she's not successful in that sense because she right. she could have, but she sort of chose not to. Right, and you know, Ashton Kutcher was in the same boat. I mean, he was more successful than she was, quote unquote, but really not, because that was never going to be about him from the storytelling standpoint. Yeah. I never, I, I like, not for one second did I think that that was, he was actually part of that. It was like, I see, I, see, you know, and again, I was like, I see exactly, you know, where this is going to go. Yeah. As far as those two went. Whereas in Friends Benefits, you know, Justin Timberlake doesn't really show any interest at all. Um, and he just goes and, you know, talks to that one Belgian woman who's married um and then you know so i don't know um i don't know um both movies we get butts
0: we do get butts we um get butts.
1: although this is a big difference and i don't know if this is a larger conversation than this than is for this movie but let's talk about the butts so like we get butt shots of both guys in both movies however it's only very brief that we get Ashton Kutcher in No Strings Attached, and that's basically it. We get a bunch of that in Friends with Benefits, but broth sex, um, that's something that it's just like, i I'm, you know, and forgive me because I have no frame of reference, but like, is that a thing? where you, like, is that common that you'd leave your bra on during, and you don't have to answer this personally, but but one wonders, because in No Strings Attached, she's always got her bra on, except for one time at the very end, where she's like, you know, and I get for nudity purposes and ratings and stuff, like, I understand that, however, in Friends with Benefits, she always takes her bra off, we just, you know, it's cleverly shot that she, so that you don't see any, you know, full frontal, but you get both butts in Friends with Benefits, so it's like, the sex perspective is totally different, but I just always have a hard time, uh, like buying into leaving your bra on during during sex. And that might be it. I don't actor have sex thing. with women. It might be an actor thing. It might also be I just don't have sex with. It's women.
0: it's partly an actor thing. I'll also say this too, though, because a big thing, especially the first time they have sex, it's specifically get in there do your right. job get out exactly if, if that's what a lot of their sex is because she has such a busy schedule uh, at the hospital if you're just trying to get off you don't need to fool around with the top stuff um, right
2: because like because like right. wasn't it such a big deal in black swan that natalie portman had a sex scene on camera so like uh,
0: it was a pretty big deal, yeah. I mean, she had done like sex scenes before, but like not I don't think she'd done anything that right. explicit before.
1: Well, and this is also like pre HBO Game of Thrones era too, right. where it's like right. that was, you know, so and, you know, and that's that's also that commentary that I was making is, yeah. is well within that knowledge of like knowing exactly why you can't really Right. But what was int I just found it interesting too that both of these movies in theory, and this is probably the male versus female writer perspective, made Yeah, fun. that um, that no, but, I was gonna say the same
0: it's thing.
1: Like, it's like one you get they're both about sex. They're both, mm-hmm. you know, one, you know, and in fact, you know, sex friends or you know, fuck buddies were, were the titles that were for No Strings Attached, there's remarkably little comparatively sex shown in that one versus what you get in Friends with Benefits, which is like you know like John was saying earlier there's the whole like how-to and you know like all that there's you know mm-hmm. it's a lot of, of that yeah
0: I, I think a lot of it is target demo I think No Strings Attached was made for a female audience and therefore it was catering to the female gaze mm-hmm. um, so I think it wasn't even really that concerned with they wanted to have it somewhat believable nudity on her part but because um, it's also you know even if you're not interested in, in women, you would still find it insulting to think that a woman would only ever have sex, like completely clothed. Um, but, uh, but it was, it was made for the female gaze. And I feel like friends with benefits was, I don't even want to say necessarily for the male gaze. Cause there is like a lot of held shots on Justin Timberlake's butt. but and there's maybe no boobies. Th- and there's no boobies. Um, so, so right. I think it was trying to go for more of a, a, a two demo appeal with that
1: yeah
0: um but it was also definitely i think trying to be the raunchier movie between these two
1: definitely yeah.
0: like it was doing a lot more sex humor
2: um i just want to i just want to say i laughed out loud in natalie portman's movie when she's wearing the 3d glasses That was
0: it's coming right at me <laughs>
2: Yeah. It's so funny.
0: I love, Wait. I will say this, like there's not that much sex and no strings attached, but that montage where you see like a lot of, it looks like they have like really fun sex together. And that was something that really sold me on that movie too, where I was like,
1: yeah,
0: this isn't, it's not like, you know, the last big sex movie I think we really did was probably 50 Shades, where it doesn't feel like those two people are into each other sexually or romantically at all. And this movie, I was like, no, they are having a good time together.
1: Yeah, it definitely seemed that way.
0: Um,
1: um, I don't know. I'd say, "Hello, Mary Lou." Prime Night Two had more sex than this when
0: Okay, fair. Fifty Shades. Fair.
1: <laughs> but like, I I feel like, yeah, I feel like I feel The like, King and I had more sex than. <laughs> yeah, it
2: did. God damn it! All those goddamn children. Uh, but like, I feel like, yeah, that Natalie Portman seems at least to be the one character that would have a red room of pain.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Especially when we get that tiny little moment in the operating room. Um, because Yeah.
0: 20, oh They, was, they do, one. both of these movies have a little finger in the butt joke. They do. They also, because uh, this is a big plot point, it's not that interesting though, so I'll get it out of the way, but both of these movies, one of the characters has a sister who helps them on their reconciliation. Yeah. their emotional journey that's boring though the one <laughs> it's
2: the, the, well, from, can, a, from a plot can,
1: standpoint like yeah like that is
2: even, we can go even further and say the one that is um emotionally distressed in a way because ah. like justin timberlake has baggage and natalie Portman is the one that has baggage but the sis their sisters are the ones
0: yeah they have
2: different and baggage but are they do similar.
0: They also, like, uh, I think Natalie Portman's sister, Olivia Thirlby, is supposed to be younger than her, um, and then obviously yeah. Jenna Elphin is supposed to be older than Justin Timberlake, but they also sort of represent the sort of, quote-unquote, normie alternative to what the characters, the main characters in the movies are going through. like. Right. Jenna Elfman has a son, and she's taking care of her father. And Olivia Thirlby right. is like getting married at you know a, a, a socially acceptable age with the guy she's been with right. for years.
1: Um, yeah, and I think also sort of looping back to similarities. <clears throat> which we jumped away from in those plot standpoints, Whatever. both of them have the man saying, come with me to this thing where I need emotional support. And both of those things are visiting their dads. One is mm-hmm. dinner for you know the engagement announcement and the other one is going to California. And in both cases, the women say, let's see other people. It comes from both of them. That's um, a good
0: point, so, which I think was maybe different. both movies trying to avoid I think both movies were trying to avoid the stereotype of women being more emotional and men being more physical. Right, um, or
1: also the the easy trap of vilifying the man for right. just using the woman. Right. Um, so, you know, I think it worked that both of them both of them did that, but it is worth worth saying that it was but it was also for very different ide- very different, like, purposes. I felt like, you know, like, again it was like in the Let's See Other People in No Strings Attached felt very emotionally fraught. But in Friends with Benefits, it seemed sort of like another, just kind of like natural recourse of their situation. Yeah, um, but and
2: it's it's very interesting too. Now thinking about it, that in both movies, the male lead had his friends or coworkers or what have you tell him that the arrangement would not work because she will end up getting attached.
1: Right. And it's um, like,
2: that's not what happens, though. Right. yeah. The Although,
1: f- fun is in... Because uh, I wrote down that moment in both movies. In No Strings Attached, it's almost the same line. It's him saying, you know, like, we're going to have sex and we're just friends. And then a, it, and the man says to him, oh, that never works. In No Strings, it's a guy walking a dog, who we assume is his neighbor. And then in Friends with Benefits, it's, um, you know, the, it's uh, Woody Harrelson, who... Mm says that but what's interesting is we have already called his judgment into question as a person because of his behavior but in the other movie it's just random voice of every man says that yeah. never worked um uh,
0: did you want to talk about the representation of uh, queer characters
1: yeah um i didn't like it in either movie uh, <laughs> i like Guy um and yeah. you know <laughs> like tiny little tiny little crush on him um yeah. you know this, like in those characters those are the characters that I always want to see more of because you know it's representation on many levels but anyway um I I didn't I didn't like it in in either one I felt like I wasn't really as offended um it, by Guy Branham's use in No Strings Attached but it was very much for the stereotype yeah and it was there really wasn't too much else Um, I felt like you basically lifted a couple of moments from Danny Francisi and uh, Mean Girls and popped some of those lines into this movie. And it's like, oh, this is what he, this is him grown up. And especially the moment at the end when he pulls the doctor into the closet um, to like, you know, to be like, shh, it's okay. It's like, that. what does, like, the only purpose that serves is for us to laugh at the man for being sort of emasculated or when he's emasculated, he turns to guys. And it's just like, because we don't get any other hints at him questioning sexuality or it doesn't go anywhere, all that moment serves is for like a funny little thing at the end. And yeah. I'm, I am not sure how I feel about it yet. I'm sure if I thought more about it, I could come up with other ways to justify it. But it just kind of felt felt cheap it felt unfortunate and the you know the gay character was basically just the gay best friend and you know there there was not much else to him whereas I feel like with Mindy Kaling and Greta Gerwig we got more out of them which was nice Mm -hmm. um but if you look at the queer representation in um uh, friends with benefits he's just like
2: it's Woody Harrelson. It's yeah. Woody
1: Harrelson. So, to like
2: guys. It's, it's the, to like guys. the
0: typical horn dog best friend character in a movie like this, except he's horny for dudes.
1: Right, which is, like, on the one hand, refreshing, that it's not just a horny, you know, straight guy. Yeah. Because, to be fair, we get that stereotype of straight men, too. Yeah. However, it's just, like, because it's... it's it's Woody harrelson and not a gay guy and because the only purpose he really serves except for of course bringing them from new jersey to to do the city in a boat um he it, it, it's it's like you know he he constantly asks him if he's sure he's gay and it's just like i don't know yeah it's, i would i just I, feel like it's it's not great
2: yeah i, I kind of wish we got an ending with him seeing him with somebody.
0: Yeah, I I kind of would have loved to see something similar to the periphery romance between Greta Gerwig and Jake Johnson in No Strings Attached. If we had that with Woody Harrelson settling down with somebody in uh Friends with Benefits, at least that would give him an arc.
2: Yeah. Or not um, even settling down, like he could have a revolving door for all I Right. Care. Yeah,
0: no, like it, it really feels like he doesn't even actually have relationships with people. He just talks about having relationships.
2: Yeah. What would have happened if they switched it? If like if they if they switched the extremes that the gay character was. So like if Woody Harrelson was in no strings was, was attached. a doctor and yeah, was in no strings attached and then guy was in
1: I I would make an argument that that character can like to to just not to cut you down with an axe, however, to chop your tree down, um, that character can't exist in no strings attached. So there's no comparison because he's mm-hmm. too heightened and not realistic. I can't picture that kind of situation because there's no yeah. one like oh, that. Oh, I'm just I'm, I'm just asking. Well, I mean, here. I mean, hypothetically, hypothetically, no, I think I if think I you think... did put him in there and he was a doctor or something like that, like you know, like if you turned the the hot daddy doctor that she's trying to flirt with into that character, like. I can, I can, I, you know, you would get a lot more. I think what's interesting is it would serve the story to show her lack. I think it would end up showing her lack of emotion.
0: Yeah. And her lack of of social skills.
1: Right. And I think it would highlight that. Whereas yeah, like, supportive environment of her friends. Right.
0: That would have been interesting if Carrie Always was just like, oh, hey, um, I don't think my husband would be really pleased about this. Right. That's all he would have to say. Right. Um, to like turn that plot point into something that informs right. her character better,
2: but then um, I'll have an effeminate character work with Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know, know that's not what the mood of the movie is going right. for at all. Right, I know, I all, know you Yeah, but like in our in our little fantasies.
0: But it also would be kind of funny to see an effeminate, a uh, st- uh, uh, stereotype like that also be super into sports because oh man, you can it be happens. you can. It does happen.
2: It does. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe right. we could convince Greta Gerwig to rewrite these movies. <gasps> <I laughs> now mean, that she does that. If
0: <laughs> we could just convince Elizabeth Merriweather to develop No Strings Attached into a sitcom.
2: Directed right. by Greta Gerwig? I'm yeah. okay with anyone getting jobs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, do you go it, to special in, features? in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, do you are have we, anything else to we, say?
1: Not that jumps to mind.
0: Okay. We, we've already been talking about it for like an hour yep
1: move <laughs> <laughs> on yeah. we've got enough
2: material to do maybe three episodes who knows
0: <laughs> it was a good volley uh considering yeah. that they're the exact same movie
1: exactly
2: yeah <laughs> all right special <laughs> <laughs> the features how high real high just a so a young lovable huggable type of guy and everything is to the back
0: so each week for special features we each take a movie and we do further research on them try to surprise each other hopefully we surprise you our beloved audience this week john took no strings attached do you want to go first since it came out first sure okay and i took friends with benefits and nick do you want to do you want to let us know what you looked up or do you want to Um, just?
1: Well, I I have little nuggets of of wisdom. I did something okay. a little bit different. I didn't end up looking up another movie because I had lots of thoughts. But yeah. Anyway, I've got I've got some little tidbits to add. Um, awesome. There's an elephant in the room that we haven't even discussed yet, and I'm gonna let that elephant out.
2: So yeah. <laughs> I rated IMDb as best as I could. I kind of phoned it in this episode. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I did too. Um, uh, hopefully, Nick's nuggets. Ha ha. New segment uh we'll flesh out some more time and whatever but um i mean i had that it was called fuck buddies and friends with benefits um if you notice ashton kutcher says both of those titles Mm -hmm. and and then um the options for the actual title were between no strings attached or hooking up and -hmm. they didn't really name it until um It was being screened Mm. so for the longest time it had no name (laughs)
0: yeah i i I like no strings attached hooking up is i don't like it i don't like it as a title not 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 for not for this movie
2: not for this movie um the screenplay was featured on the 2008 blacklist uh for those of you who don't know the blacklist is like best Screenplays written that year that have mm-hmm. yet to be produced. Ivan Reitman has a cameo as the director of the Glee like show.
0: Oh, that's cute.
2: Yep. And then um, the song that Kevin Klein sang for Ashton, Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher's birthday in the movie.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, he, Kevin Klein wrote and composed it himself, according to IMDb.
0: Oh my god, stop.
1: Mm.
2: So.
0: (sighs) Phoebe Cates is one lucky woman. That's all I can say.
2: Well, I think that was around the time where you couldn't, you really couldn't sing Happy Birthday. You still can't sing Happy Birthday.
0: Yeah, you can't. But like, so normally people do for He's a Jolly Good Fellow or something.
1: Yeah.
2: Or they get the rights to uh, like the Beatles or something. Right. Yeah. And that's really all I found, because the rest of it wasn't really interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna lie. Before this discussion, I did actually like Friends with Benefits, and then you guys, like,
1: oh, bulldozed no. that.
2: And I was like, oh, I guess no. my humor is very very not good then.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's just that your humor is different than mine. Uh, that's all that means. <laughs> But I didn't find... I mean, it's kind of the same. These types of movies, there's not that much interesting stuff to talk about, really.
2: Unless, um, we, unless we're Nick and we go digging on the dark web.
1: It's not, <laughs> I was not, it's not digging. It's just unrelated um, thing.
2: We'll
1: talk about it.
0: The, so the first thing, just to connect these two movies, uh, she's credited as female coworker. worker Catherine Reitman is in Friends with Benefits. She happens to be the daughter of Ivan Reitman, the director of No Strings Attached. Oh,
1: but is she the one who like Mila Kunis talks to and tries to convince that she's a model? I wonder because that Maybe was she the is. only female coworker I could rem- I could think of in Friends with Benefits. Yes, I have a fun thought about that. It's interesting that the daughter of the director of the movie about a son having issues riding on the father's coattails was not in his movie, but in the competitive. I think Mm. that's fun. That is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, Oh, wait, I did
2: see that on my little trivia for No Strings Attached. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, oh, (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Honestly, like, a lot of, like, the most interesting stuff I've found about this movie was just, like, connecting it back to No Strings Attached. Because you can't have a conversation about either of these movies on its own. It just seems to be impossible. So this is as written on Wikipedia. Director Will Gluck spoke about the frustration of comparing the two films, saying, I wish there was more space between them. The thing that's irking me now is people are saying we're remaking No Strings Attached. We're not remaking it. The two movies were being made at the same time. Gluck, in an interview with the New Zealand Herald, said that both films are different. Similar sentiments were expressed by Kunis, stating... It's just two different movies. There's only so many stories you can tell in the world. This is just one of the many. And I'm just going to go ahead and say I disagree with both of them. These are the same movie.
2: Um, (laughs) We'll get to that.
0: (laughs) um, But like also PR, you have to promote your film and you can't promote your film by saying it's very similar to another movie. You have to say it's a different movie. Yeah. So Nick, Um, did you want to...
1: Yeah, um... I mean, just the little elephant in the room um, was something that I've always sort of wondered about, but not really ever did any research into, um, is the fact that after No Strings Attached, um, w- those following along at home may know that M- Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher have uh, been in a relationship and got you know got married, had some kids and everything. Um, and I was always thinking, oh, how funny is that? And I sort of looked it up and I had never, I, I don't Sp- sp- like pe- spend a lot of time or pay a lot of attention to like following celebrities and interviews and reading those sorts of things, I don't ignore them, but I just never really knew about about these guys. And you know, part of that is also because it's like Mila Kunis has always been fun, as I said before. It's like Ashton Kutcher I've always been aware of him. But I think ever since I was deeply um, disturbed and unseated by the butterfly effect, uh, I sort of stopped paying attention to (laughs) it. Anyway, aside from that, um, no, like, also fun, fun, like, side note, the closest I've ever come to having an actual, like, nervous breakdown for some strange reason was in freshman year of college when I watched that movie. And I don't know why, but it was just like, I can't handle this. Um, So anyway, back to the real thing. Um, So... (laughs) They, you know, they, they were not involved at any point during the filming of these movies. Um, obviously, they were on the set of That 70s Show, and this is a piece of trivia that's fun, but her, um, Mila Kunis's first actual kiss apparently was with Ashton Kutcher um, when she was, you know, like, what, 14? 14.
2: Yeah. yeah she's, think, so that's cute. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, But what was fun about this was, um, I can only imagine what their conversations were because all I found was like some, like little bits of interviews and different quotes. They um, connected in like 2012 and started hanging out and entered into a friends with benefits pact that lasted 12 weeks (sighs) of them. Like I wrote down some of the quotes and stuff. And cause you know, and a lot of them are from her in interviews. But she was talking to somebody and she said, we did exactly um, as these movies foretold. So this is like quotes. She said, like, literally shook hands. We're like, we're going to have fun because we're both single and young. And then that lasted for 12 weeks. And um, they were, you know, they basically followed the same thing. And she said, three months later, we're living together. Six months later, they have a kid. They, and she said, like, literally, we clearly did not watch the end of either of these movies. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> and, and i just thought that was fun that it was like that was in my head what i hoped
0: yeah oh my god happening. oh wow that's like, so cute i didn't that cute?
1: know that that's how they started right and i really hope that that's real because that sounds like it's the kind of thing that could be just like a fun oh, thing to tell people yeah obviously action kutcher made a lot of his then life about you know punking people but like yeah i <laughs> hope that's true because that's cute um, that's
0: also makes sense because I think that's around the time he was married to Demi Moore and I think around the time that they made this movie was when they got divorced she it's was exactly, in a long time yeah. relationship with like Macaulay Culkin and I think yeah. this is around the time they broke up so yeah. like that would make sense that they were like you know what we're Wait. both single we're gonna have what fun with each
2: other, right but yeah she was dating Macaulay Culkin Mac- Mac- yeah did you not know that no <laughs> yeah
1: yeah Yeah. no so 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 that that i think is 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 fun and i and i like to to imagine that that's the case but i also sort of you know try to picture these first conversations where they were like so i saw your movie yeah (laughs) um let's reenact them um so you know anyway i mean they've also
0: (laughs) both done sex scenes with natalie portman
1: that's true exactly they're also
0: they're already eskimo Um, sisters
1: Dig right. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's very cute. Special
2: feature. My heart's crippled the pain that keep on closing. You come me
0: open and I keep reading. All right. So moving along to final thoughts. Every week we ask a variation of the same questions.
2: I mean, we I, answered some of them already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's actually answer them.
0: <laughs> Let, yes. So our first question. Can we think of any other movies like these? Oh, pick
2: me, pick me, pick me, pick me. John. The ho- Netflix is The Holiday.
0: Oh, I haven't watched yeah. that yet.
2: Oh, so good, but not really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that the one with Emma Roberts? Yes. Okay. Cause and I saw- some
2: Australian I- guy.
0: I saw the trailer for it and I was like, that doesn't look good, but I'm gonna watch yeah. it.
2: It's this, we should have done this as a melee. It, it, watching it, I was just like, it's the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's similarities, I think, too, to what is it like the third, the, the proposal? Um, it's not quite the same, but there's yeah. definite similarities with that. Um, uh, yeah,
2: I'm also gonna, I wanna throw in the wedding date as well. Okay. Right,
1: well, That's I'm the gonna,
2: one with Deborah Messing?
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna throw in. It's not quite the same, but it's very much. I think they're trying to do an updated version of When Harry Met Sally.
1: Yeah, but well, like it's also just the same tropes. You know, men and women yeah. can't be friends.
0: Right, like, right. Yeah, because that was you know produced released in the '80s, so there's not it's not as raunchy, um, and, right. and it's more the premise of men and women who are heterosexual cannot be friends with each other because sex will get in the way. Um, right but also every rom-com since when Harry met Sally is kind of trying to be when Harry met Sally. Right. Cause it's great.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'll have what she's having. Right.
0: (laughs) Um, our next question. Did we like these movies? Yeah. (sighs) I mean, mean I'm good. I loved, I, I'm not going to lie, I loved No Strings Attached. I don't, I can't defend it as a good movie, but I loved it.
2: I mean, that's really all that's important is your emotional reaction yeah. to it. I, I mean, like, they, were, if I they were, both had, had high highs and low lows, so
1: yes. I don't feel strongly either way. I'm kind of meh on both of them.
0: Would we watch these movies again? Sure. 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 Out, uh, sure. uh, no strings yeah. attached is about to enter my rotation of rom coms I watch when I need a pick me up. <laughs> Would we recommend these movies?
2: I yeah, I mean they're sh- they're they're shitty day movies.
0: Uh, if you like rom coms, you're gonna like these. There are plenty yeah. of bad rom coms that people oh, like. But, like yeah.
2: they're also they're also good they're also good movies for like it's a shitty day out and I'm lazy. Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, I could recommend them.
2: Yeah.
0: There, there are much more popular rom coms that I think are much worse than either of these movies.
1: This is very true. That is true.
0: And are they actually the same?
2: I mean, we answered this in the first minute of this episode. Well,
1: I do want to say that I think they're the same movie with different hats on, because and and I felt and I and I know that I sort of landed a little bit in a different place on the last time I was on the show too, where it's like (laughs) I want to say that they're the same movie, but I can't acknowledge that they're not different enough to because it's like because of the like they're the same plot but the story is different because it has at the midpoint it switches what happens with the journey with the men and the women and it's like so tonally different that it's it's not maybe they're the same movie but the experience of watching it is very much not the same Mm. so okay yeah that's why i say same movie with different hats
0: yeah I, i really think it comes down to they're the same movie but it's like somebody gave the same outline to a woman and the same outline to a man right. and they fleshed it out differently
1: exactly yeah
2: i mean i'm going to give it a hard guess though because uh, like we said earlier they they things happened at the same time at in the both same movies time. yeah
0: yeah no that the, like they're the same outline it's just yeah. the, right. the the flat but it's the same skeleton but the organs are arranged a little like, differently
2: yeah. But like, they were similar jokes too. Yeah, in fact. Oh, yeah, no they
0: they, they both lines. made they yeah. both made weird no homo jokes. They both made weird don't stick your finger up my ass jokes.
2: They yeah. both they both made the the men don't know where the the women's G spot is. Okay, that's not a joke. That's
0: just fact. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sure.
1: On that note, Nick, do you have anything <laughs> you want to promote? <laughs> Oh. Plug,
2: promote, whatever.
1: Uh I'm not right now. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> not at the moment, no. Um uh I mean I feel like so much time has passed since the last time I was here and also no time has passed since the last time I was here. <laughs> so true. um I will I will share more on that later. There yeah. Um there's some things that I'm working on but that aren't like or that I'm doing hopefully in the next month, but they're not like public, so I, like no one can come. You know, like reading some scripts and stuff. So it's like I can't you can't come. Um Damn it. <laughs> but yeah. But you um, but
2: you listeners should still flood his YouTube page. Sure. Nick, it's oh, yeah. your YouTube page again.
1: Oh god, well I haven't touched it in ten years. Um I should literally at this point, I think. No, maybe eight. Um I need to uh I was thinking about revisiting that. I have written down some ideas. I I there's a YouTube page Years ago, I made mashups, which not unlike what we're doing here is comparing two different things that on their face look like they're different, but then you realize they're the same and you mash them up. Um, So I did mashups and like recorded, you know, like video and audio and made little music videos. They're cute. They're fun. And I've written down some ideas for new ones, but I still haven't been able to bring myself to do them yet. So we'll see.
2: My favorite one is still the Brady Bunch. (laughs) <laughs> i think
1: that's probably my favorite one too to be honest it's,
2: um, it's especially when it's i show
1: people when people are like what the what the fuck are you talking about it's like well here's a link because, <laughs> you, know, it makes
2: you sense. know what we're gonna put a link in our instagram bio right. for that for that ep- when we when this episode comes up
1: great yes put it in the link tree
2: it's <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put it out there we're gonna put it on um, well we're gonna put it on our Instagram, which is yeah. at Movie Deja Vu Pod. We'll put it on our Facebook, which is at Movie Deja vu pod as well. Um, shady, what is your Twitter? Your personal Twitter?
0: Oh, my personal Twitter, where I talk which, about how men don't know where the G spot is,
2: and that you're also gonna put up Nick's uh, yeah Brady Bunch video when when this episode comes out.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's at Cookie O oh Shady.
2: Now, what kind of cookie are you today?
0: uh today i am a store-bought oreo okay i'm just full of crisco oil
1: i'm i'm curious about homemade oreos as, oh people as,
0: people make homemade oreos
1: are they is that a thing? true yeah yeah i mean really?
0: yeah. Oh, yeah um you can't really call them oreos because that's the brand name but
1: all right but
0: but yeah sandwich cookies
2: they even did it on oh. gourmet bakes
0: They're usually better because they use real cream instead of Crisco oil.
2: (laughs) Right. Um, Mm. Well, I'm going to also promote Nick's uh, Brady Bunch video (laughs) on my Twitter, which is at movies, John, that's John with no H. Um, And if you want us to email you Nick's uh, YouTube page, our email is at movie, is movie deja vu pod at gmail.com. That is M O V I E D E J A V U P O D at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter at movie deja vu. No pod because Ashton Kocher didn't write it into his script.
0: <gasps> How dare he? I went there. Wow. Because the pod got, it OD'd off the slizzerp the the purple drank whatever the purple
2: drank (laughs) Um, drank. and if you two listeners or Nick if you have any other recommendations for future episodes um, you can reach out to us at any of those platforms and for next week are you excited Shady for next week Next week's episode if you want to follow along with us is, is Truth or Dare versus Truth or Dare. Yes, those are two separate movies.
0: <laughs> it's also one of them a game that you could play with your no strings attached friend with cenaphis. <laughs> That's
1: true.
0: <laughs> me- me- could be made into it. the
1: upcoming film Sex Friends.
0: <laughs> i'm gonna write a movie called sex friends now and it's just gonna combine I, it's just gonna be a mashup yeah. of my favorite parts of each of these movies
2: there you yeah. go can we at least do a flash mob though because that was fun that's always fun we do can't right now still do flash not do that well not in her movie can she write a flash mob revive oh. it
1: i mean no. only if it's done ironically <laughs> <laughs> um, or, like show the reality of flash mobs now because people probably still do them but they are sad I'm sure oh, like, like do it and make it sad um,
2: I mean or, there was that one video of know, a
1: flash mob flashback
0: oh flash at camp
1: Yeah,
0: when they're at camp and exactly. and he just awkwardly asks her for a hand job
1: right yeah uh, no
0: no he, he awkwardly asks if he could finger bang her
1: right Just can I finger you? Yeah, just like softly ask that question, sitting on a log or whatever they were sitting. Which
0: yeah, and they were supposed to be 14. (laughs) I buy it.
2: Bye.
1: (laughs) Straight. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.